2: Hi, Greg Powers. What's up? We can hear
1: you typing. (laughs) (laughs) What a show show this is. From the Dave Campbell's (laughs) Texas
0: Football Mothership here in beautiful (laughs) Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football. I mean, I usually have a five-minute... Before I'm no, into your, the show. Your mic's open, baby. <laughs> show on
1: the internet. My name is Craig Tupper. I am the managing editor, the very quiet managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. <laughs> Sometimes. A magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us <laughs> on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there celebrating his 57th birthday today. Happy birthday, to Tom Cruise. All right, sure. Why not? He's had a little bit of a career redemption, like these. Um, these I've heard. I've not seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. I I've hear, heard they're wonderful. I hear they're great. Yeah, I'm probably not going to see them if it yeah. doesn't have Godzilla in it. I'm not interested at this Fair point. Enough. First <laughs> four through the
2: first four through the door. Guy Frazier, Ed McElroy, Matt McSpadden, and Josh Vandercook. What's up, y'all?
1: Hi, guys. Um,
0: Powers is here. Hi, Greg Powers. What's up? So done? we both got in trouble, but mine was more serious. What did I get in trouble for? Heavy breathing. Oh, yeah. But if mine's can, more serious because the mics were open. If you listen to
1: podcast, then sometimes you can hear me breathing into the microphone. Anyway, point is, um, today is Wednesday, July 3rd, 2019, 148 days till Thanksgiving, episode 779, 779 number of hits allowed by Scott Feldman in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Feldman! From across the hall! Anybody? You're the worst. On today's show, guys, we're going to talk with Powers and Dude This Week in Recruiting as we usually do. Uh, and then, back half of the show, we're <laughs> this is an extremely July 3rd segment to do. <clears throat> um, we saw a tweet, and we're going to build an entire segment around it. Uh, we're going to talk about what player, what alumni of each FBS team, each of the 2019 rosters would most like to have this season. We'll talk about that coming up here in the back half of the show. Um, the Greg Tepper, the annual Greg Tepper media blitz that nobody asked for is in <laughs> full force today, full force this week. Uh, I will say, so last yesterday I drove down to Temple to do uh, some TV hits for uh, KCEN and was surprised to see both Don Hyde of... Waco LaVega, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Kevin Hoffman of Mart.
2: And they let you out alive, huh?
1: Two. Well, listen, they got they should have nothing but good things to say about me right now. I don't
2: know. They may not. Okay. Are, are they the coaches that are like, I don't want to be ranked that Defending high? Defending
1: champs and ranked number one in the magazine. Yeah. Uh, there was, I'll tell you off the air, but there was one team that Hoffman said he was worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you off the air. Anyway. Okay. All right. But uh, it was good to see those guys. Was it Allen? It was Allen. He's yeah. very worried about Allen. Yeah, that's... Um, it was good to see those guys. Um, we'll see them again at THSCA. Kevin Hoffman did ask if we were going to throw the Dave Campbell's Texas Football party again at, at THSCA. We've got plans. It was for it those was a have, little out of control. Have we ever told that story? I don't. I don't know if we have, but it was a little nuts. Here's the the long and short of it. The long and short of it is that we told coaches, "Hey, come by and get some free beer," and then all of the coaches showed up, and we were woefully unprepared for this. Well, let me rephrase. Our boss was woefully unprepared for this. We knew exactly what would happen if we told coaches, "Hey, free beer." Yeah. Um, and then it and then it happened. So we're kind of rethinking how we're going to do it, but we will definitely be uh, be serving uh, be be have a, have a little shindig at THSC. Are we
0: announcing the night already? Not you yet. Th- I th- can't I th- do it.
1: I don't think we've figured out exactly where it is either. Uh, but we're going to send you on. I
2: don't think we found a place that will give us enough beer. Yeah. Uh,
1: I wow. mean, here's the thing, man. <laughs> it they uh, the Texas high school football coaches went through an honestly unbelievable amount of beer. The, it was the
2: panic and fear in the voices of our. Associates here at Dave Campbell's as the beer was running low and more coaches were showing up was something to <laughs> behold. Yeah, it was a
1: lot. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Greg Power. Um, you are, wow. Three, two, one. I'm Greg Tuffer. That's Greg yeah. Powers. And this is This Week in Critton. What a wonderful show we're having so far, uh, Nine you, so great. It,
0: it's fair to say that it we, do, we, we're could be, we could be in a little bit of a lag. Hot days in College Station,
1: dude. We are having vacation. I'm on full vacation brain right now.
0: Like, I'm waiting to get through today before and you. Then it's going it to be vacation brain because July 3rd is usually like the day that you want to celebrate mm-hmm. a little. You want to start your pre-July 4th celebration on July 3rd, kick back, hang mm-hmm. out, and get it going into into tomorrow. Um, but things have just been busy. State 7-on-7, mm-hmm. seven seven, and then right on the back of that, the opening uh, finals, for me anyway. Um, so, I can see some relaxation around the corner.
1: Uh, it's Greg Powers of Next Little Athlete, our recruiting analyst here on Texas Football Today. Uh, talking this week in recruiting, a lot per usual to get into. Uh, let's start, uh, as we always do. Well, although sometimes we always do. But we have our prospect on the rise. Uh, A&M Consolidated's 2020 cornerback wide receiver combo platter uh, Nate Floyd uh, you know there's we, we got to see him consolidated at 7 on 7 yep he, they obviously won home field advantage but um they they obviously won really good they're really really they really saw at the skill positions and Nate Floyd's a big reason why. I know Brian Darby gets a lot of, of the um, a lot of the ink spilled about him but, but Nate Floyd boy he's pretty special
0: what well, we knew about the one-two punch heading into this of Devin Price mm-hmm. and Brian Darby. Um, we knew about Nate Floyd. Don't, don't mm-hmm. get it wrong. We knew about him, but what he brought to the table to give them a trio of elite guys on the offensive side of the football made them nearly impossible to stop in the state seven-on-seven. Seven. And to be quite honest, even though the other two players are rated higher than Nate Floyd, he was the star of the show. Mm-hmm. And we had a tremendous time watching him in the, the two final games, in the semifinal and the state championship game. Uh, over the middle of the field, he was elusive. It's hard to dodge one-hand touch, mm-hmm. but he was able to do so. And also, what kind of was overlooked probably probably by a lot of people in attendance was his ability to lock down his side of the field at corner. I mean, South Lake Carroll just didn't throw over there. So, Nate Floyd, he's my – personal mvp from the state seven on seven championship considering schools like arizona missouri smu and texas tech they he told me they offered him as a corner Mm -hmm. Um, and oklahoma state is also keeping close tabs on him Uh, but i still think he might prefer to play on the offensive side of the football if that opportunity presents itself interesting well uh, especially showing out like that at the state seven on seven
1: he's going to get him a lot of uh, attention our commit of the week uh, tcu Picks up a big boy from the Valley, Edinburgh Vela 2020 offensive tackle, Tyler Bailey. Uh, and TCU beats out a fair number of good programs. LSU, Houston, Mizzou wanted him. North Texas wanted him. Uh, certainly looks the part. 6'4, 280. This guy from down in the Valley. Uh, you know, a lot of hidden gems come down from the Valley,
0: right. but this guy not hidden at all. Uh, it's hard to hide somebody 6'4, <laughs> 280. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. Uh, but what I like about his game is he has a whole lot of nasty. I think what his position is at the next level might still be a little bit up in the air, uh, offensive tackle or offensive guard. He looks to play play like an offensive guard more on tape. You don't see a whole lot of his clips getting to the second and third level, but he's mauling guys at the point of attack and uh, is able to set the edge uh, pretty easily. Mm. Uh, he's quick enough to – uh, Handle the quick outside rush, and he's strong enough to bully guys around. So I think it's a really big pickup for TCU.
1: It's a big pickup for them, and and his uh, his junior tape was awful impressive. Excited to see what he does as a senior, and then what he does for the Horn Frogs. It's right. Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete joining us on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. Underclassmen of the week uh, could also be the commit of the week. Uh, Texas A and M picks up a 2021 commit. I believe their first 2021 commit yep. of the cycle. Uh, Denton Geyer quarterback Eli Stowers. Uh this is a guy that we have heard a lot about. John Walsh at Geyer raves about this kid. The measurables are really impressive. 6'4, 205. Oh, he's he commits to A&M. He's got a lot of offers from a lot of different places. You know, it, it's he's just a ju- just entering his junior year. Uh, this kid I know that Geyer has a long history of, of putting out quarterbacks. This guy seems like the, the next in line.
0: Well, I think it's a interesting debate, too, especially faced with the fact that um, the type of offense that Jimbo Fisher employs. I think Stowers is a guy who fits in really well there. Um, big, strong pass thrower. Still has some development to do. Mm-hmm. Um, with this technique and consistency, but you can see all the tools. And I think it's easy to look at a guy like Kellen Mond and see the strides that Jimbo Fisher has made with him in a very short amount of time of working with him. And then look at a guy like, uh, Eli Stowers and see, say, wow, maybe he's got a bit more upside maybe than Kellen Mond. I don't know. Is that, that's a healthy debate. Yeah. He's, I think he's probably heading into what is going to be his junior year, Mm -hmm. a more highly regarded prospect than Mond. Probably
1: true. Um, now, Mond, I think by the end of it, was pretty clearly no, you know nobody, he wasn't hiding from anybody. Right. Um, I want to see him improve as a passer. Um, this is a guy that right now, it seems like whenever, when it gets to big play time, they are, they're saying, go run with it. You know, he ran for 1,100 yards last year. He's an outstanding runner. I want to see him develop as a passer. And, and develop that kind of accuracy that we've that you're going to need in the SEC where those windows are so small um, I think that he's got a chance to be really special and I think that you know I want to see it's almost like I understand everybody you got to be the first to offer right we were talking about right. that with with Chad Morris at Arkansas about how you got to be the first to offer if you're the first to offer you have a little bit of, of an advantage and at this point you know I, I'm really interested in his junior tape because if he makes that big step in from from a sophomore to a junior, and he goes from being like a really, you know, a, a good, right? I think last year he was a good to, a, to, to very good quarterback. If he makes that leap to great, then you start saying, okay, this kid could be five-star material. This kid could be one of the very best quarterbacks, not just in the state, but in the nation.
0: Well, one thing that I liked watching him a little bit closer at the state 7-on-7, I think we watched him in the last game on day number two, is that he throws a really good deep ball. The ball comes out effortlessly. He's able to work the middle of the field. Uh, is he, he's not always the most accurate on some of the other mm-hmm. routes, as you pointed out, but I think the upside is definitely there, and you can see why you know schools like Georgia and Clemson, Baylor, and TCU also offered him a scholarship uh, You know before he decided to commit to A&M.
1: Finally, let's talk about our uh, recruit of the week, our crew of the week. Yep. The guy we've talked about before is Longview quarterback Haynes King. Uh, I will read you a tweet from our good pal Mike Craven, who is sitting in that chair. Just did a yesterday. great
0: job uh, on the show, by the way. I enjoyed listen, listening to that. You
1: hear that? Do you hear that jealousy? You hear that jealousy? He is just like, I can't believe you guys brought another recruiting guy. <laughs> no,
0: Craven's great, man. Craven's, a, oh Craven's gosh, the guy just dripping with envy. <laughs> I think we um, should bring, I think we should bring Craven on more often. Yeah, I'm not mad at all.
1: Should we just re- <laughs> Should we just replace you with Craven? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a firm no. Anyway, I'll read this tweet, and I want to see if you agree. (laughs) Haynes' stock may be on the rise more than any player in the country. Um, And then he goes on to talk about Hudson Card. He has been really, really good at Elite 11, going on at the Star in Frisco uh, right now. Um, We knew that Haynes King was a top prospect, but we got... I mean, now we can pretty much put the stamp on him, right?
0: And what you love seeing at an event like that is him against all the other nationally rated QBs. Is he better than them? Um, Are they five stars? Mm -hmm. Uh, And how does he stack up? Well, he's pretty good. He's a gun. We we defined him in our very first podcast talking about Haynes King as a gunslinger. And I think that's the moniker that fits him perfectly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he is a gunslinger. He's a leader, and he's a guy who the team can depend on. And as a matter of fact, we're elevating him to a five-star prospect at DCTF, as it's official, as of. Let's push the button. Congrats, Haynes King. You're there That's you far.
1: go. It's um. I mean, uh, I, well deserved. I mean, this guy is uh, a stud. He's 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 a star, and, and I think that, um. You know, we were talking about with with Craven. and not to n- mention him again. I know. I know the bad blood between you two. But <laughs> the it's just so great. We were we were we were talking about how with coaches' kids, we always think okay. I think we always kind of hold back praise because we're like, we want to make sure we see it. You know what I mean? But we've got a couple of them now and Haynes King. And then I would also say Chandler Morris, who have, who, if their last name was Jones, right? you know what I mean? Although not John Stephen Jones, I'll pick another one. If their last name was Henry, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then we would still be talking about them as really, really good quarterback prospects. And, and Haynes King, it seems like he has at, he has done everything you could possibly ask of a quarterback. And he's still got one more year left in high school.
0: Well, I think it's tougher to play for John King if you're Haynes King than it would be any other quarterback that he's coached before. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not going to pull any punches. There's not going to be any punches pulled at practice, and when you get home, you're going to have to hear about it over again. So he's shown a lot of maturity playing for John King at Longview, helped guide them to the state championship. Under Armour All-American, the odds-on favorite to be the Elite 11 number one quarterback or named as the Elite 11 MVP by the end of the day. He has his team in in the semifinals of the 7-on-7 championship over there right now. So a lot of things are uh, clicking in the right direction, and now it comes down to where will he play his college ball, Uh, and it's probably probably between Texas A&M and Tennessee. Mm -hmm and there's a whole lot of Aggies in the state right now that are on pins and needles waiting for that announcement to come down the wire, and will they get him or not? Yeah. That's the biggest question. So it's a, it's, everybody's a, watching
1: it. It'll be a huge get. Um, let me just say one thing about uh, the opening, because I actually do, you know, the opening, the Elite 11, all that fun stuff, um, you know, I, I understand the value of it, but uh, the names of these 7-on-7 seven seven teams are <laughs>
0: awful. You don't oh. want to play on
1: team team Guap or team Drip <laughs> or team Pressure.
0: They did a the, d- Guap and Drip. Oh my are gosh. at the bottom of the barrel. I could actually make an argument for Pressure and Savage, like at least being. Oh my being... god!
1: It just it does feel very. uh, How do you do, fellow kids? It really is. It's it's extremely yeah. It's extremely how you do, fellow kids. You know what it reminds me of, honestly. Did you guys ever see the documentary movie Starship Troopers? <laughs> Do you guys remember the football scene in that? It always feels like they're playing like on a battleship and yeah. it's like, oh yeah. You know, we're just you know, we're playing with a ball that's all lit up. I don't know. That's just something that I've seen tweets about. I'm like, okay, team drip, I just can't I can't take it seriously. He's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Powers Scout, follow next level athlete on Twitter at next level d one. Powers, appreciate your time. Um I guess we're doing it next week, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I assume yeah. so. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Bye. There
1: you go. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com. You're just going to sit Campbells. there and type out a few emails. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com <laughs> slash Dave Campbell's, And of course, TS at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, dude. It was just so loud. It was, oh my <laughs> God. Um, all right. Uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Bowl Insider. TexasFootball.com slash Insider. Okay, so let's talk about a tweet mm-hmm. that I saw. Mm-hmm. So I know mm-hmm. you don't like tweets. It's Generally weird. speaking, you think, that, I don't, you think that if you were to round up, all tweets are bad.
2: Most tweets are bad, and I really don't want tweets brought into my regular life from other, by other people. Right. This is this – is, you're really mm. – I know, hey. but
1: I think it's an interesting topic, okay? It's <sighs> an interesting topic brought up – by Kevin Flaherty of 24-7 Sports. Uh, Kevin's, uh, he was Texas-based at one point. I think he might still be Texas-based. Anyway, um, 24-7, uh, KFlaherty247 is the, uh, is the Twitter handle. But he tweets last night, <laughs> quote, Testing a theory. If your alma mater slash team, you, slash team you root for could add one player from its history onto this year's college football team, who would it be? So it's interesting, right? So if we were talking about Iowa State, mm-hmm. right,
2: the only answer is Troy Davis, right? That's the only answer. You would add any Troy other Davis. answer, and you're an idiot.
1: There's actually we're getting to one because we're going to do this for all 12 FBS teams. There's mm-hmm. one that is very similar to that uh, for for one of these, but yeah. anyway, yes, for Mizzou because the one thing because I went to Mizzou. Mm-hmm. I would, I mean, the, the, the issue is normally I'd say Brad Smith because Brad Smith is wonderful. Right. But they don't really need Brad Smith because they have a good quarterback. Yeah. So I would maybe go with Jeremy Macklin. Okay. Or okay. maybe like Martin Rucker, if you remember those tight ends. Uh-huh. It was awesome. Anyway. Yeah. so I Not took, Chase Kaufman, man? Oh, Chase Kaufman was so good, dude. They had a run of tight ends. They did have a and run of tight And they still ends. do. That yeah. Albert O guy yeah. is, is really good. Right. I don't know what it is. Tight end you. Anyway. Yeah. Point is, we decide to do that for the twelve FBS teams, right? Uh, and we are going to. I, I, and so I took into account not only obviously they want a great player, right? Yeah. You want an all time right. great player in your program's history, but also what these teams need in twenty nineteen.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll
1: go in alphabetical order.
2: Although sometimes you just don't have a choice. Sometimes they, it's they may both. be three D three deep at it. But if you don't pick that guy, you're crazy. That's exactly. Right. You are loco.
1: With Baylor, uh-huh. we're going in alphabetical order by school. I'm going Mike Singletary. Okay. You can always use. Uh, a standout defender especially at the linebacker spot feels like he would fit right in give him that edge that they need on Baylor uh, Mike Singletary need a Hall of Famer uh, I would put Mike Singletary back on Baylor for Houston I'd just give Ed Oliver another year of eligibility right. yeah <laughs> because the thing is you could go I mean they have a Heisman you can give yep. it to Andre Ward yep. but I mean with all due respect to Andre Ward Dr. King's really darn good. Yeah, you, know, you don't need no. A you're right. I think that's I think that's the right call. So instead, if you want an impact defender, well, here's Ed Oliver just sitting there. Um, I would go with Ed Oliver as my pick for Houston, North Texas. This is another kind of I think obvious one. Even though I think their front their their defensive front could actually be pretty good. Yeah. If you don't go with Mean Joe Green, what, do, what are we doing? Like, what here? are you exactly. doing? It has to be yeah. Mean Joe Green. I would add on uh, to North Texas for Rice. This was interesting. I'm gonna go with Jarrett Dillard, uh, the receiver from Rice, who of course was on those those early those teams earlier in this decade that were so good. Uh, a breakout receiver, I think that having that kind of guy who can who can be your true number one receiver could do big things for Rice. I like Jarrett Dillard for Rice. All right, SMU, another another team that we could go a few different directions. Obviously, SMU has a has a great history, mm-hmm. but let's not think too hard. Let's not. Let's go with Eric Dickerson. Yeah. Eric Dickerson gets put back on SMU, and suddenly the running game, uh, alongside Shane Bouchelle, gets really, really good. So mm-hmm. I would go uh, with Eric Dickerson for TCU. Whenever we talk about TCU, what are we? Ta- we're talking about what they need this year. We're talking about boy, if they only had a quarterback. <laughs> well, they only had a quarterback. I would say maybe a Rose Bowl winning quarterback. Maybe uh, like uh, uh, like the, the Andy Dalton. I think could could help. Although I mean they've got they've got their uh, their options as well. Um, Mm -hmm. it was, um, I mean, mean, you could, you could argue
2: that, well, I'm trying to think, no, I'm going to assume that Andy Dalton today in, in the offensive style they're running is still the best quarterback that they could do. That's my, that's what I'm going to say.
1: Yeah. You're probably right. You're probably That's what
2: right. I'm going to say. I'm, final answer.
1: Yeah, but you're probably right. I mean, the thing—the only thing that you could say is that, like, if you go back way in the early days, of, you, for, I was, I, you know where you're going. This is exactly what I was thinking. Go with like Kai Aldrich? You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, like go with that. You could way go way back. in I mean, you go way back in there and, and, and find a guy who's like uh, you know you go with Bob Lilly, right? right? Right. And he would be great as well. TCU's yeah. actually got a really really good list to choose from, uh, but my pick would be Andy Dalton because I think he's played the, the modern game. Fair enough. Texas I love Keontae Ingram <laughs> but if you have the opportunity to get either Earl Campbell or Ricky Williams <laughs> you just do it yeah so I would say either Earl it's tough I'll probably go with Earl Campbell
2: I would go with Ricky Williams so we can split the. that's boat. fine it's I think fine. that
1: I think either it's way fine. you're going to do one of their yeah. Heisman winning court uh, yeah. running backs a and I also think this is easy
2: uh yeah I it's, think I'm with you it's that win yeah
1: yeah. That win. You want to I mean they, they have some questions at the linebacker spot yeah. surrounding Buddy Johnson. You plug Datwin, yeah. like maybe their all time greatest defender outside of Miles Garrett, onto that defense, and suddenly you're feeling really, really good. I would go with that win and the leadership he would bring, I'm going with that win for Anum.
2: Shot for Tommy Nobis. I'm not I'm yeah, not against yeah. it. Uh, yeah. and Ed and uh, Ed McElroy back back going back. He's Sammy Baugh. If you really oh, yeah. if you really wanted to go back. Uh, I don't know. Maybe
1: yeah. Sammy Ball would be a good pick too. Yeah, um, but I think Andy Dalton is still ready. Right I think there. any of those. Yeah. be fine. Yeah. For Texas State, much in the same vein as I went with with Iowa State. This is very clear. <laughs> I don't care. Barrick Neely is going to play for Texas State. How dare you slander Claude Mathis's name like that? I love Claude. <laughs> Barrick Neely forever. I am the biggest Barrick Neely stand. <laughs> He's like an assistant at UTEP now, and Bet. like we follow each other on Twitter. And every day, I'm like, I can't. Play yeah. Anyway, Derek Neely for Texas State. Yeah. Um, Texas Tech needs some help on defense, right? Probably, always. Zach Thomas. Yeah. Put Zach Thomas in the linebacker yeah. spot. Uh, brings that edge, brings that toughness out there to the South Plains. I'm going with Zach Thomas for Texas Tech. UTEP. There are two recent obvious ones. You can go with Will Hernandez, yeah. right? Right. Or you could go with Aaron Jones. Yeah. Either of which would be great choices. I'm going to go with Quentin Demps. Put them on the defensive side. Yep. Get some help on that defense. Um, I would say you go with Quentin Depths. Okay. UTSA is tough, okay? <laughs> because on one hand, they desperately need offensive help. Desperately. But who do you go with in the history of UTSA? In the end, I said, let's not overthink it, and let's go with the best player they've ever had. Right, So Marcus Davenport is the right. pick for, for UTSA. But they probably like to have Eric Sosa back right about Eric now. Sosa would be wonderful. they probably like to have him right back right about um, um But I would say Marcus Davenport is my pick. So what do you think? Let us know in the comments. These are good of, picks. Of, of what you think. Which all-time alumni would you put on each of the 12 FBS teams in Texas for years? I mean, the
2: thing is, I, I like the Sammy Baugh pick. And if you want to go, you could go Doak Walker. Right? Doak Walker, You could too. go Doak, Doak Walker. But are you sure that they would be good today?
1: Like it's that's just so thing. far back. It is. I mean, like, you go uh, I mean you can go with Davey O'Brien. I mean you've got like yeah. you've got dudes that you can go and, and pick that are that are like legends. Yeah. But the issue is that like if you were to put them if I mean <laughs> I'm gonna say so, okay, it's like park adjusted stats, or it's like era adjusted stats, yeah. right? Right. It's like Babe Ruth hit seven hundred and fourteen home runs, right? Right. It was unbelievable. But if Babe Ruth ever saw like a breaking ball, I feel like he would just swing out of his shoes. A
2: modern breaking ball, right? A modern yeah. breaking ball, not a bender,
1: right? Um, so we have to adjust for era a little bit, I would say. Yeah, uh, because plain and simple, football today is better. This is a hot take. Football today is better and more crisply played yeah. than it was in 1932. Just
2: a bit. I'll just say that. Uh, it is a it is a fun thought exercise, though.
1: So there's that, and now. We go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts?
2: There aren't any final thoughts today because Facebook streaming, streaming tool isn't working, and we've had a few uh, we've had a few people with input during the show on uh, the TexasFootball.com/live page. Uh, so that's that's kind of where we got a few of those. But we did get a few shouts from uh, Rob Hathaway and uh, Eddie Jackson,
1: who said you were great on the ticket today. Oh, thanks, guys. That was fun. Uh, it's the media blitz nobody asked for. Yep, um, including I'm doing a. Another podcast today. And I'm going to go do the, uh, uh, the. I'll be on the Republic of Football with uh, Shahan Oh, James, you
2: right? you stepped up to, drew, uh, uh, drew the okay, all right, yeah, yeah, all right. Uh,
1: that is going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Remember, we are off for the rest of the week, so we'll be back on Monday. Please have a happy and safe 4th of July. If you guys come back on Monday with fewer fingers than you have right now, we're going to be very disappointed in you. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course see us at texasfootball.com for Max Thompson and Greg Powers. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football today.